Welcome to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, the podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business. Powered by Rival Digital. On this show, you'll hear from industry leaders and become equipped with the tools and knowledge you need to build a world-class business. Now, here's your host, Eric Thomas. I'd like to give a shout out to the person on Fiverr who I paid $20 for that intro. Fiverr's awesome. Good price. (laughs) Welcome back to the show, everybody. My name is Eric Thomas. I'm the host of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. And today we are joined by Richard Koberger from Service Titan. Before we get going, uh, some of you may know him as the blue collar nerd. Uh, I've I've heard that that is uh, quite the... Uh, the series on their YouTube channel. And I've, I've watched some of your videos and Richard, I want you to go ahead and give us your, uh, your famous intro that you give to everyone when you start your videos. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> What's going on everybody. It's Richard Koberger here, the blue collar nerd. <laughs> That's awesome. That's like the key. I feel like I don't have a, I've been really battling with this for like the past few weeks about finding a, uh, like a, a calling card, something that I mm-hmm. start every episode with. I've, I've kind of gone back and forth on some different things. So you just got to like, let it flow from you. I have no idea where that came from. That's just what happened the first time I turned the camera on and I stuck with it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Richard, thanks for joining us today on the show. We're super excited to dive into uh, some more stuff about Service Titan and video and all that great stuff. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners out there and tell them a little bit more about your role at Service Titan. Sure. So my name is Richard Koberger. Um, I got started with Service Titan in kind of a unique way. So I was actually a, a Service Titan user. Uh, my dad owns a shop out here in the Atlanta area. Uh, and I worked with him for, for many years. I, I started off when I was in college, just riding along with somebody over the summers uh, as like kind of an assistant technician, just kind of learning the trade. And then I was a technician, you know, on my own for a while that didn't last particularly long because of the everything about me. So I moved into the office uh, and started kind of getting my hands on more and more stuff. Um, Started with just like organizing the warehouse and getting things labeled and kind of getting a basic inventory system in place and just kind of looking around and seeing where I felt like I could provide some value and and help kind of get things a little bit more structured, organized, automated. Uh, So more and more my job became service Titan related. I I eventually was the uh, director of operations um, and so I started making YouTube videos, you know, I, it's always been something I wanted to do. I'm, I'm a video guy and I, I'm an actor. Uh, I've been in a few things and, you know, I was, I was into, into acting. I studied film in college. And, and so I wanted to kind of like merge these two things. I was like, I have, I have a kind of a weird skill set where I can, uh, you know, be on camera, I can make videos. And, and I also know a lot about this really niche software and and I had a lot of opinions about it and a lot of things I wanted to say uh, and a lot of ways I felt like I could help bridge a communication gap between Service Titan and its users. Uh, So I started just making YouTube videos um, about not just Service Titan, but technology in general in in the trades, but the Service Titan videos were really what what took off. Uh, And eventually that led me to to where I am now, which is an official Service Titan employee making videos that go on their official YouTube channel. And, and I also help as an industry advisor. So kind of advising on product and helping guide uh, what direction things should go. 
That's awesome. So did did you take down your old YouTube channel when you when you switched over? Did not. It's it's still up, and I still uh, post there occasionally. I, I just put a new video up there yesterday, in fact. So that was that was one of the good things about um, the whole relationship that made me feel like it was it was a promising thing. Was you know I'll, a lot of my early videos were were critical. You know I was I was going on there saying, "Hey, Service Titan, love you. Here's some things that you kind of suck at right now." Um, and when I, when we started talking about, you know, me going onto that team and, and forming a more official relationship, they, they never asked me to take any of that down or to amend any of those opinions. And that, that to me was a good sign because I, what, what I wanted to do was, was take all of those opinions and, you know, start pushing them internally. Yeah, that's really cool. And so when you started there, I guess, naturally they wanted you to keep going with the, uh, with, with the videos for, for the service titan youtube channel so were you the blue collar nerd before going over to service titan or that kind of come about once you got there yeah blue collar nerd was was kind of my branding so that was that was the, what the original channel was called still is called if you just look up blue collar nerd you'll see that that youtube channel that's my personal youtube channel where i still post occasionally and and i still when i make a video for service titan i still introduce myself as the, the blue collar nerd just because that's what people kind of already knew me as that's cool. So yeah, let's dive into the uh, in, into marketing pro for a little bit. You know, Service Titans really expanded over the past couple of years, um, and, and they're very smart for doing so in ways similar to how you know how you got about being there. And they, they've expanded really by you know finding the right people, the right products out there, and then you know either creating it themselves or you know uh, merging or bringing it in or something like that. And and so it's seen a lot of growth. And one of the things that, you know, a, a lot of marketers out there, a lot of contractors are getting themselves into is the marketing pro platform. Uh, so I'd love to, to talk about that for a little bit. What are some of the, for someone out there listening, who's maybe never been on service Titan and might be considering it, or maybe they are on service Titan considering marketing pro give us a rundown of all of its capabilities. Yeah, so Marketing Pro is a ever-expanding piece of the product. It's it's kind of got three legs to it as it stands today. So email marketing is leg number one. That's that's the first piece of it that came out, uh, and therefore the most mature right now. There's also uh, reputation management, which kind of takes your online reputation, all of your listings for Google and and Yelp and and all of the places online where you're listed. Um, brings all of those consolidated into one place for you to manage and, and reply to reviews and things like that. That also incorporates uh, ways to help you get you more reviews, sending out review requests, um, helping funnel those review requests. So you can set rules where, hey, if this person leaves me uh, a three-star review or worse, just send that to me internally and let's handle it versus if they send me a five-star review, then offer all of these places where they can go and post that. Um, so that's reputation management. There's also direct mail, uh, which I believe is the newest piece of it. Uh, so you can send out, you know, postcards and, and actual direct mail pieces to your customers. Yeah. I know the SMS is coming soon. I'm not sure when that launches, but I have been seeing that it is coming. Do you know yes, about that, that is in the works. That is in the works. I don't have any, any extra information as far as dates or anything I can give you, but it is in the works. Cool. Well, awesome. So, so when it comes to marketing pro, um, what are some strategies or uh, some campaigns that you've seen in the past that have worked really, really well for contractors? 
Yeah, I mean, there's Marketing Pro kind of gives you some ideas to start with, some some basic campaign types like, um, you know, estimate follow up is a big one. Just making sure that, um, you know, your your internal people ideally should be touching base and and following up in a in a more proactive way, but. Um, it's also important to have this automation set up so that worst case scenario that you know that you have at least that touch point that you're not just absolutely leaving the money on the table. So uh, mm -hmm. estimate follow ups is a big one for sure. Um, stuff like aging equipment, you know, you can set rules to say like, hey, when this person's equipment gets to be eight years old or older, start sending them some kind of replacement focus type of marketing tactics. Um, we miss you. We, you know, people who haven't had a job with you in a long time send them some sort of maybe a special offer or some sort of piece just to say, hey, we haven't seen you. It's been a couple of years. You know, maybe you should get your stuff checked out. Um, so those are some some of the basics that are kind of built in. There's there's so much you can do with it, though, because you can build out custom audiences. Um, and, and there's so many pieces that you can pull in there. For example, maybe um, I, I come from the world of HVAC. So like maybe we sold a, a UV lamp for indoor air quality to, to kind of kill mold on that evaporator coil. And maybe that UV lamp needs to be replaced every two years. Uh, well, I can set up an audience to everybody that includes everybody who's who's purchased that UV system from me. Um, and I can say, you know, two years from that purchase date, send them this reminder email so that they remember that they need to have us out to have that bulb replaced. Same thing with like maybe filter replacements or, or anything like that. Um, if, if, if a warranty is coming up on, on ending, you can set up a custom audience to say, hey, everybody whose warranty is going to expire within the next three months, send them this email that's a foot in the door. That's like, hey, your, your warranty is about to expire. Make sure you get your stuff checked out so it's st still under warranty. But maybe they have two, three other systems that aren't under warranty. That's a foot in the door there. So there's, there's a ton of stuff you can do. It's, it's just a matter of, of how creative you can get. Yeah, I think the follow-up emails are, are very effective. Uh, I know anybody who's ever worked in a, a CSR role or a sales job or any type of role where you're in, interacting with several people a day, following up with them. It's so it's so hard. It's, it's easy to, to forget about it. It's easy to go three days without contacting someone, especially after you just, you know, offered them an estimate. And uh, maybe they say, no, not right now. And then. Mm -hmm. Or, or you give it to them and they don't answer you. And it's easy to go three or four days without saying anything and then you forget about it. So I think that that estimate follow-up is is pretty solid. I like that one for sure. I, I also just like the email capabilities in general, just being able to send the automated emails where it just continues to send to them until they either open it or book a job. Those ones I've seen work pretty well. Yeah, the, the automation is definitely the most beautiful piece of it. Um, setting up automated campaigns. I mean, those continue to pay you dividends depending on what kind of campaign it is, potentially just in perpetuity. You just mm -hmm. forget that you ever even set it up, but but you know, you still make revenue off of that campaign that you set up maybe years yeah. ago. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Richard, I know that like you were saying, you kind of got, you know, you, you went to school for film. You did a lot of YouTube stuff. That's how you ended up with Service Titan is, is through the video stuff. And, and video is very important right now. I think that, and there's obviously a reason why we record this live to put onto YouTube and Facebook. And, and we take this recording and we turn it into a million little pieces that go everywhere. Because video is the way to go. That's where people's attention's at right now. So uh, I'd love to chat about video for a few minutes if you don't mind. Sure. All right. So 
what's some advice that you would give to a contractor out there who wants to begin making video but has no clue where to start? Um, my number one piece of advice would be don't try to know everything first, just start. That's that's really the, the biggest barrier to entry is people's minds of like, well, I don't have the right equipment or I don't have the right kind of personality to be on camera or I don't know what to shoot. Just start. If you've got one of these, you've got enough equipment to get going. Um, and that's, that's all that it takes. Uh, yeah. Modern smartphones are amazing cameras and just getting content out there is more important than worrying about is, is the lighting perfect? Is the sound perfect? All of those things you can help, you can develop with time. My very first blue collar nerd video was shot on my cell phone, balanced on a stack of pallets. I didn't even have a tripod <laughs> or anything. No microphone, sounded terrible, um, yeah. but it got me started. It's, it's That's just the most important thing is, is putting stuff out there. Um, and then you start to get feedback and, and you kind of learn what's working, what's not, what directions you can take. Um, my number two piece of advice is don't try to use video as purely direct sales. Uh, people don't want to watch commercials, uh, so you have to provide them some sort of value, whether that is entertainment value, whether that is you know homeowner tips, uh, but some sort of value. You have to look at it from the perspective of a homeowner and say, why, why would they want to spend their time, their valuable time, watching this piece of content? Is it entertaining? Is it funny? Is it satisfying? You know, I think plumbers have have some great content there because watching a drain get unplugged and all of the water finally just like run down that drain, so satisfying to watch. You don't have to say anything, just film that and put it on TikTok or YouTube or wherever. And people will watch it just because of the fact that it's like satisfying to watch. Pulling a big old nasty root that was clogging up a, a pipe, super satisfying to watch. So just yeah. film that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think the hardest part is just starting with something. I feel like anyone who's anyone who's started a vlog or a blog or a podcast or anything in the past is, is, could agree that just starting was the hardest part. And usually the first, you know, few, first few go arounds were not very good. I mean, if I go back and listen to the first episodes of these podcasts, I would probably cringe because, you know, I was recording in garage band and I had like a $20 microphone from Amazon. And so it's just one of those things where you have to just like learn through trying. Um, yep. So, so once they get going, they've got, you know, they, they've been shooting videos on their phone and, and just not afraid to get in front of the camera anymore. What's maybe some, some small inexpensive upgrades they could make to enhance the quality of the video content that they create. The first thing I would start with is, is a microphone. That's the, that's the number one thing that's going to give you away if you're shooting on a smartphone is, is the audio quality, purely because the microphone on a phone is, a, is in the phone. It's, it's on board on this device. And so when you have the camera anywhere besides right here, which is obviously not how you're going to shoot a video, just like if the camera's right in, super close to your face and you're just like showing them your freckles. Um, so you have to have the camera farther back, and that means that the microphone is farther away from you. And that means that you sound far away and you sound more echoey and it just doesn't sound as good. That's, that's the first thing that's going to give you away for shooting on a phone. The only thing that's going to give you away for shooting on a phone. So the first thing you can do is get a lavalier microphone, something that clips on. Here's, here's a lavalier microphone. This is a wireless one that I use. This is a pricey one. You don't need something that is this pricey. But if you're interested, this is a Rode Wireless Go 2. But 
you can just get a basic wired one that plugs directly into the lightning port or the USB-C port on your phone, depending on what kind of phone you have. Clip that onto your shirt. Now the microphone is very close to you and you're going to sound a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, I've got I've got one of those. The it's a wired one. I think I got it at Best Buy for twenty five dollars. I mean, it was yeah, a wired a wired lavalier microphone is very inexpensive, and the sound quality is drastic. Yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely you know it's definitely not pr- like the best in the world, but it's way better than without. And I think the, the and the good thing about the wire is that it was like six feet long, so it's not like you know you're hung up on one of these tiny little like. Yeah, yeah. cords. I was able to set the tripod like farther away. So definitely agreed there. I think the, 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 the wired ones are pretty solid because they are so cheap. Um, so, you know, there's, there's been a huge, uh, uptick in people doing video, like we were saying, uh, and it's, it's really taken over, you know, places like TikTok and YouTube. Do you think that TikTok is a feasible avenue for contractors to go for video content to produ- like to put out video content to the world. I I do if you have the the right mindset about it and the right expectations. So I think a lot of people think of um, social media and and video as as direct. I'm going to put this out here and it's going to convert into revenue this way. Um, and that's not the way to think about this sort of thing, in my opinion. Uh, for certain social media like direct call to actions, sure. Uh, but that's not what I'm talking about here. When when you're filming, you know that guy pulling a root out of a out of a pipe, it's not going to directly convert into a job. It's branding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just putting your face, your name, your content out into the world. And if you grow that and, and put it out enough and, and stay consistent with it, um, it can it can result in name recognition for you, and, and it can result in revenue for you. I mean, there's there's a YouTuber. His name's Roger Wakefield, plumber. Um, does tremendous on, on YouTube has, has a pretty large YouTube channel, one that puts, puts mine to shame. Um, but he's, he's doing less niche work. You know, he's just talking about plumbing in general and just talking about what's interesting about plumbing. And his his audience includes tons of people who are are never going to purchase from him, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't care because tons of people who are going to purchase from him also watch. And, and he's, he's talked about, you know, how, you know, he goes, to his customers now and, and they all treat him like a celebrity because they've seen his videos. Yeah. It's, it, it matters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause you know, you first think about like TikTok or a YouTube channel or something and you don't, a lot of contractors, like you were saying, they want to think about how much money is this going to make me or how many leads am I going to get from this? Uh, but it, it, it is a mindset thing. You have to be able to understand that like, okay, this video that I'm, that I'm sharing of me making breakfast for my team on the, the Blackstone griddle in the shop is not going to get me four install leads, but people are going to engage with it. Our employees might engage with it and it might, it, it'll show off your culture. Some it'll build that yep. brand. That's a recruiting um, tool. Yeah. So yeah, you can get a recruiter, a recruiting tool out of it. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of other, I guess, more compounding value to stuff like that. Um, yeah. So in, in regards to some of the content that you, that you create now, um, what's some of the inspiration behind it? What's some of the, I guess the thought process behind it and the goals with it. 
Uh, you know, I, I'm always just trying to provide value. I, I keep an eye on on the Facebook groups, both, you know, the Service Titan Masterminds group, which is kind of the main, you know, Service Titan group. But then there's there's also other, you know, industry groups that I always keep an eye on and see what are people talking about? What are people asking about? What are the questions that I see come up often? You know, if, I've, if this is the third time I've seen this question, it's probably worth a video. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I always try to make my videos um, have some sort of entertainment value because it's really easy to make this super dry and boring. Yeah, uh, I mean, one of the things I do, for example, is every every month Service Titan comes out with some new release and they release release notes to tell you what's new with that release. And I make a video going over the release notes. I mean, that could be a really boring video, right? Yeah. So I, I always try to throw in some jokes, throw in some fun editing. Um, you know, one video has a random like dance rave in it where I'm so excited about a feature, you know, just just throwing something in there to make yeah. it not the most boring thing in the world to watch. Yeah, there was a uh, there's a furniture company in Bowling Green, Kentucky that I used to see on television when I was in college. And you would think like a mattress place would just be not super fun to advertise for like we sell beds. Uh, but this guy had the most animated personality and his Facebook videos and his commercials always were raved because he was just so animated. He had like this puppet that he had made of himself. And like, so they, they made a whole personality out of this guy really. And he was, he was selling beds. He was selling mattresses, which in the eyes of the traditional marketer would be like, maybe not such a fun thing to talk about. Um, but he made it work just because he created a personality around it. Yeah, for sure. And and when you say that, like, I don't, what, what I worry about sometimes is people hear that and they think, well, I don't have that personality or I'm not, I'm not funny or I I'm not comfortable being on camera. And so they just rule out that this is an option for them. That's not mm-hmm. true. Even if you don't want to be on camera, you don't have to be the person, somebody in your company, it probably would love to be involved in something like this. And if not, you can hire out, but, um, that doesn't just because you personally don't feel like you're a camera person. First of all, that might not be true. I would actually validate that. I would at least try yeah. put yourself out there, see how people respond. Um, you might be right. Not everybody's you know meant, meant to do it. If you're right, there's somebody who will. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of uh, of being a, a camera person and getting in front of the camera, are you still acting? Uh, I some. I mean, I I so. I have a talent agent and a lot of the oh, wow. uh, roles are, are self-tape these days. That's not even just a COVID thing. It's, it's even more so yeah. since COVID. But uh, even before that, they mostly just kind of the agent sends you an email that says, hey, this is the role. Here's the sides, the, the scripts, basically. And you, you tape it at home and, and you send it in. So I'm sending them in. Uh, it's, it's very competitive. I'm in the Atlanta area. Atlanta's kind of the new L.A. right now. Oh, uh, really? They had some you know, tax incentives basically recently um, that brought a lot of the film industry over here. Uh, they built out some sound stages, studios and things like that. So it's, it's extremely competitive. Well, that's cool. Well, I hope that, uh, I hope, I hope it keeps going well for you and I appreciate it. Yeah. I I've personally have been enjoying watching your videos on the service Titan YouTube channel. I hadn't, uh, I hadn't really seen any of them until we met at service world. Again, I think this is like the eighth episode in a row where I, I've met someone at service world and then ended up uh, recording a podcast with them. So uh, right afterwards I was talking to someone at the, the service Titan booth and they were like, Oh yeah, he's the blue collar nerd. You got to check him out. And then that night I think I sat in the Airbnb and I was just like watching all the videos and I was like, this is awesome. These are 
these are really cool videos. Um, and they were getting a lot of views too, which is, which is always good. So, uh, before we begin wrapping up here, uh, Richard, what, I guess, what's some final advice that you would give for contractors starting off who are uh, either looking to maximize their, their marketing efforts on, on marketing pro or uh, through video? Yeah. I mean, I would, I would first say, you know, assess where, where you're at and, and assess where your problems are. Um, I think for a lot of, especially smaller companies who, who don't have dedicated marketing people or, or who are hiring out, but maybe need a little bit more help. Automation is your friend, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's where in my opinion, marketing pro really shines is the automation. You can set things up. And as soon as people start meeting those rules, they get the email, they get the postcard, whatever it is. Um, look at, not even just in marketing, everywhere in your company, where can I take a task and automate it? Mm -hmm. um, and then I would start moving into more of the branding stuff and thinking about, okay, what's what do we do here that's interesting? Um, what do we provide here that could uh, be interesting to average homeowners, even people who aren't average homeowners who are you know renting right now, but eventually one day they'll have a home? Um, and just start thinking about what kind of content you want to produce. Um, whether you want to be the one on camera and again, just get started. I mean, I, I, I can't say that enough. It's, it's always the sticking point is just hitting record and posting something. It, it was, it was the sticking point for me. I mean, I had the idea of this blue collar nerd channel literally years before I actually posted something. Um, so just, just hit record. Don't worry too much about it. Um, nobody's judging you that much. Uh, the worst case scenario is that nobody sees it anyway which is not, not, not the worst consequence in the world. Right. So just hit record, just put something out there. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with the automation pieces. Uh, in particular, Zapier is your best friend. If, if you don't know who Zapier is, you need to get to know them because yes, definitely Zapier, looking is awesome. Zapier. I've, I've got a whole uh, playlist on, on the service Titan channel about Zapier's uh, service Titan integrates with Zapier. Um, if, if this is the first time you're hearing about it, definitely look into it. Um, especially if you're a little bit more of a techie person and like to kind of get in the weeds and really customize things. That's where Zapier really shines. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, Zapier literally powers like this, this entire operation I got going here. Um, <laughs> like all the emails that you got beforehand that yep. before this podcast, that was Zapier just creating anim or, uh, uh, you know, different automations, I almost said animations, automations where it's like, and I mean, we were writing like custom JavaScript on these things that it like scrapes the calendar event and pulls the details into an email. All right, you got spins, really into it. I like that. Sends it on behalf of someone else. Yeah, it's 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 pretty intense. So, but it, it, that's just some of the capabilities and like those are more advanced and there's much more simple ones that people don't even know about, like just very simple uh, automations with Zapier that could really be a game changer for your business. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, Richard, I appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes out of your day to join me on the podcast. Uh, before we get going, what's a good way for uh, anyone out there listening right now to get in touch or connect with you? Uh, well, I'm always posting on the Service Titan YouTube channel. Be sure to check that out and hit subscribe, hit the little bell icon. That way you'll get a notification anytime we upload something. Uh, same thing with my personal channel, which is Blue Collar Nerd. Um, if, if you're, if you really like me for some reason, I, I'm, I don't know what's wrong with you, but I've also got a, a like very personal channel with just my name, Richard Koberger, where I upload stuff totally not related to the industry. But if you really wanted to follow me, you, you could subscribe there as well. Um, otherwise you can follow my Facebook page, blue collar nerd. Um, and if you want to get in touch, you can send me a message there. I'm, I'm to be honest, not perfect about always getting back to everybody in a timely manner. I do my best.
Yeah. Awesome. Well, Richard, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, and I hope you have a great rest of your afternoon. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Yep. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. If you're an HVAC contractor in need of digital marketing services, contact us today at www.rivaldigital.com.